A Sunday well spent brings a week of content, especially when you listen to your Sunday comments. Hello and welcome to episode 46, I believe, of Under the Cowl, or 56, 10 episodes behind, of Under the Cowl of MS. Start out with a little Garfield funny. Garfield staring at a big old turkey. Says food. And sees a roll up white thing next to a bowl of peas. Says, What's this? It appears to be of the crescent roll family. True gourmet never shies away from a new taste treat as he throws it up in the air into, into his mouth. Smack. A bit dry, but palatable. And John comes in and says, Garfield, have you seen my sweat socks? <laughs> uh, old Garfield. All right. Let's look at our Sunday paper for today. Nothing too exciting again. They're out with high and lowest. Hi's out talking to his son, walking in the woods. Says, let's talk about your future, son. The son looks at his dad, says, what about yours? You have plans to retire? Move to a warmer climate? Play golf every day? Spend time with your grandkids? And Hi goes into the kitchen, says to Lois, we need to talk about our future. She says, right now? Worry about kids, and kids make you think about your own demise. All right, we got Dilbert here. Dilbert's sitting at his desk, his laptop open, talking to someone, says, are you available? Well, he's texting someone, says, are you available for a Zoom call? And the other person, he's typing something. Nope, he stopped. Okay, he's typing again. No, he stopped again. And the other person finally texted, text, I'm available at 2 p.m. tomorrow, Thursday at 9 a.m., or next week anytime, after 3, and now. Dilbert text, perfect, how about now? And he's waiting, answer coming. No, he stopped typing. Ten minutes later, Dilbert screams, answer me, you jerk. Thirty minutes later, Dilbert's walking down the hallway, gets a text. Does not work. Dilbert yells, too late. All right, yeah, BC Comics. Got some type of moose elk looking thing. He just screams out, It's rubbing his horns up against a tree, snorting, digging his feet into the dirt, starts charging. You see the lady standing on the side of the hill and the elk thing and another guy collide heads with each other and she says things get weird here on a full moon and that they do 
Yesterday was a full moon, and every time there's a full moon, our cat, Lemmy Kilmeister, is a little shithead. Wants to stay up all night, wants to go out late at night, run around. Constantly climbing on you, waking you up, bugging you. Here's another one that's just another pet issue that we have right now. It's got Snoopy laying on top of his doghouse. His stomach's just ring, ring, ring. Snoopy sits up. My stomach clock just went off. Hops down, grabs his dog dish in his mouth, walks to the door. Starts kicking at the door. Bam, bam, bam. Charlie Brown comes out. Says, you're early. Daylight savings time ended today. Not 6 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. Don't get your supper for another hour yet. All of a sudden, Snoopy's stomach starts growling. And Charlie Brown says, that's the first time in my life I've ever been balled out by a stomach. And yet, our critter's totally off, wanting his food early. And you feed him early because you give in, and then the little shit's begging for food a couple hours later. Alright, I think we got one more left in here. Agar the Horrible. Agar's carrying a ton of boxes. This came from a bunch of stores with dresses, corsets, armor, tabards. Walking past the cafe. Ilga says, are you stewing about something? Hagar says, yes. I'm not happy about spending so much on these things. And then you see another couple come up and they're like, Hagar, Helga, hello. Looks like Helga is a lucky lady. Hagar says, I'm the lucky one. I get to shower Helga with everything her heart desires. Doesn't like spending that money on gifts because he's usually out just stealing and rampaging villages. Alright. Today's book that we're getting some stuff from is Loneliness is Rotting on a Book Rack, DC Comics. See what we got here. Yeah, one of the guys walks up to a thing, there's a barber, barber pole, and a sign that says Peter's Barbershop. And he's like, what's the slot in the barber pole for? Other guy comes out with a giant screwdriver. Says it keeps screwing itself into the ground. Uh, how the old style barber shops used to have the little twisty thing, peppermint stick looking pulls outside their barber shop. All right, you got a guy standing on a pillar that says truth, holding a ball or a rock. Says the rock can be to be a formidable weapon. It may be thrown. Or held to strike vicious blows. On the other hand, it can be decorated or polished and traded for more useful items. You guys sitting on the ground says, "They like what?" He says, "Hand grenades." <laughs> All right.
guy comes up to another character leaning up against a rock that says Peter's Health Spa. One guy standing outside the rock says, well, I've taken your herb leaves, eaten your seeds, digested your plants, and forced down the wild mulch. The guy says, how do you feel? The guy says, last night I proposed to a cow. Little health food. All right, you got a character walking up the hill, another guy on top of the hill, one coming up the hill says, good morning, Thor. Great party last night. Did I do or say anything off key? Thor leans back, calls off, and punches him one. That's when you know it's time to quit drinking. All right, you got a little telephone set up, hooked up to a tree. Got the guy with the pig leg comes up and grabs the telephone and says, Operator, I didn't reach my party. Operator says, Sorry, sir. If you will give me your name and address, I shall refund your money in stamps. He says, If I wanted to send a letter, I would have sent a letter. <laughs> All right. Got two ants sitting on top of the ant hill. One says, Martha, after I'm gone, will you mourn me? Says, I'll wail so loud it'll wake up the dead. And he says to himself, looks like I don't never find no peace. Can't get away from him. All right. Two characters talking to each other. One says, we're both running for office, right? Other one says, right. Other one says, do you plan to do any mudslinging during your campaign? One says, heaven forbid. Me neither. I, I, agreed. Other one says, agreed. As you shake hands and he goes walking off and the other one stands there angry with a handful of mud. All right, guy's standing in the rain, standing atop a soapbox. Soapbox is just a old wooden box that they used to use back in the day. And he says, and furthermore, if elected, I promise a pot on every fire. And all of a sudden, there's the rain's coming down, super heavy, and there's soap bubbles everywhere. And there's a couple out there, and she says, I hate soapbox speeches. All right. Two characters walking out for a stroll. One says, who are you voting for, BC? BC or Peter? Everyone says, I'm undecided. Everyone says, well, Peter's for the rich and BC's for the poor. Other one says, I think I'll vote for Peter. And he says, why? You're not rich. Other one says, neither is BC. <laughs> All right, girl's coming up. She's got two cans in her hand, one marked BC, one marked Peter. Says, hi there. 
Would you care to make a contribution to the candidate of your choice? Says sure as he drops something into Peter's can. And as she walks off, she dumps Peter's can into BC's. Goes up to another guy. Hi there. Would you care to make a contribution to the candidate of your choice? Typical politics. It's in right now with the good old election coming up. Oh, it is. It's a big old scam. No matter who you vote for, it's going to be set up the way they want it. They'll lose some ballots. They'll do whatever, and they'll get whoever they want in there. All right. Guys got to vote here. Area. And Gail comes up to it. And he says, what are you registered as? He says, dip. He says, is that Democrats or international diplomacy? He says, don't put words in my mouth, Jack. I'm, I'm a run-of-the-mill dip. All right. Guy comes up. Another guy says, hey, Peter, who won the election? He says, we both lost. It was a tie. Another one says, if we lost, who won? Says the voters. <laughs> All right. Yeah, two characters out in the desert. One's looking to his left. He says, looks like we can't go any farther in this direction. Guess we better double back. Turn around and Try to take one step and blap, face plant right against the wall. The other one says, we're stuck. It's only a drawing. <laughs> okay. Here. We got a snake and a turkey out in the dark wilderness. Snake says, go to sleep. Anybody comes, I'll hiss. Turkey says, Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, then blame it on that bleeping snake. <laughs> okay, one more here. Got the ants on top of the anthill. One ant says, the male ant says, are we going to exchange gifts this year? Female says, there's no reason to. We've got each other. And he gets mad and says, let's exchange gifts. Cheesy <laughs> uh, little humor. All right. Let's see what we got here. Yourself a little MS talk. Talk about prognosis for leading a full life. You have MS. MS arrives unannounced and unexpected, usually when people are just beginning their adult lives with careers and families. Developing a chronic, unpredictable neurological condition is the furthest thing from their minds. Of course, there's never a good time to be diagnosed with MS. A 
Now is a more hopeful time than ever. Diagnosis is much quicker and more accurate. Powerful medications are available to modify the natural course of the disease. Unlike in the past, MS can't just do what it wants anymore. Other treatments, pharmacological, pharmacologic and lifestyle related, can ease most symptoms and improve the way you feel and function. Additionally, researchers are on the cusp of developing treatments that could eventually repair damaged nerves. Research and neurologists also are learning more about how lifestyle affects people with MS. Standard medical treatment is necessary, but it must be paired with a healthy diet, physical activity, and stress management, and quitting or never smoking. This combination is your firewall against disease progression. Most people diagnosed with MS in the 21st century go on to lead very full and productive lives. The important thing to remember is not to go it alone. Partner with your healthcare providers to develop a treatment plan that works best for you. Take advantage of all the educational materials available including on brainandlife.org and in publications from the National MS Society and the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America. Consider joining a support group and be sure to develop and maintain a network of friends and family who can help you. Don't be afraid to rely on others and to be candid about your situation even when they can't see what's going on. In fact, some of the more troublesome aspects of MS are the so-called invisible symptoms, such as pain, fatigue, depression, and anxiety. Often they interfere the most with the ability to function, but because they aren't obvious to an observer, they may be the hardest to explain. An otherwise sympathetic partner may not be able to appreciate that MS fatigue can make you too tired to move, literally, and make you think you're trying to avoid shared responsibilities. Fortunately, all these symptoms are treatable with a combination of, of appropriate medications and other strategies, so it's important to report them to your healthcare provider. And work, just basically build yourself your team, work around them, do the best you can, keep your lifestyle in a happy, non-stressful environment, and work around anything you can to make your household more adaptable for yourself. There's lots of good. Facebook pages out there, Pinterest pages. Uh, there's websites galore. You can search up podcasts. Lots more, more and more people are starting new Facebook live events and stuff like that. So it's nice to see things like that going on. And uh, there are groups around. It's harder for. Like, I live out more in the country, small town area. So 
So you're limited to what you have access to. You got to drive half hour, hour, hour and a half to get anywhere. Or they have things going on on a regular basis. I mean, even lately with all my medical stuff and everything, I've had to drive an hour and a half to two hours to a lot of different medical appointments and stuff. It's just, And it's just not not really feasible because a lot of us get to a certain point where we can't really drive ourselves to places and stuff like that. So you got to find rides. Or if you have access to places like the ride share vans and stuff like that, that the medical vans and the medical vehicles that people take you to your appointments and stuff, you can always try doing things like that. You got access to your different health cares have different, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Different types of benefits that you can get from them. And some of them will pay for rideshare programs or different types of therapy programs and stuff. And just look into that <coughs> and see if any of those can help you along the way but yeah there's lots of good ways to meet other people with our our issues and uh just get out there play around with some of the sites and see if you can find something that makes you happy and get you some answers that you need or listen to a bunch of podcasts that'll keep giving you a lot of ideas and Keep going over the different things that we deal with MS and keep you updated on any type of new progression that we find with our medications, even though we're still in that period where they don't have no cure for anything, but they say they have medications that will treat all our different issues and stuff. But they also got to realize sometimes our medications mix together and cause more issues or they counteract each other and it's like I started that new one a day bladder medication whereas I used to be on a three a day but they didn't even let me know about being on a hydrochlorothiazide which is a water pill which I didn't know that until after I did some extra research on my own but then I moved things around and put that in the morning and got the water pill in the morning out of the way and then in the afternoon is when I take the bladder pill and then Hopefully by evening it's kicking in enough that I can actually get a few hours sleep with any issues. But, but yeah, let's end our Sunday comics the fun way and do a couple more Garfield comics out of here. We got Garfield walking away from the table all full bellied up with a plate of bones sitting there and couple vegetable dishes that he just passed by. John comes in and yells, my chicken. Long as you ate my chicken, Garfield, why don't you eat my mashed potatoes? As he throws the, the whole bowl of mashed potatoes at Garfield and just covers them in them. And my peas as he dumps them on top of the little mashed potato Garfield sitting there. And my radishes and my salary as he sticks the radishes over Garfield's eyes, 
stabs the celery into the top of his head area. And then see the word bubble from Garfield's thoughts come out. It says, I think John's upset. Yeah. Eat the good stuff and leave all the crap. Oh, shit. All right. One more. Garfield staring at John, setting a big old cooked turkey on the table. Garfield's behind John up on a little, like a shelf, a bookshelf or something. Garfield grabs this vine that just comes out of the sky because, as we all do, we got, like, tree vines hanging in our house. Garfield's thoughts says, what's, what's, or watch this. I'm going to swing down on the vine and swoop up John's chicken. He yanks on the vine to make sure it's secure and jumps off the counter, swings down, and swoops up and grabs the ch- chicken things away and then John has a thought balloon says where did the vine come from (laughs) at least there is wasn't a feasible reason for a vine hanging in the house Mm. hey we got a couple minutes we'll go one more Uh, John hand Garfield a fish says have a fish Garfield Garfield grabs it throws it in the air Swallows it, gulps it down, and tui spits it out. John says, That was amazing. Garfield's thought says, I have nimble teeth. It sucked the meat right off the bone. All right. That's it for today. You all have a wonderful week. And if you get time, check out. A couple of our other podcasts, Crimson Color Comic Club. You can get to see that one in video format on YouTube, or you can get the audio format on most of your major audio platforms. And like this, Under Cull of MS, we also have the Under the Cull podcast. Which you can also get in audio format on most of your platforms. Or if you'd like, you can sit there and get that one also on YouTube. That one sometimes gets released a little bit later. But they do eventually get released out there. And they are fun. We just did our our Halloween episode yesterday for the Crimson Cull Comic Club podcast. And it, uh, we had some good reviews in there and stuff. I'll be reviewing a couple things a second time on this podcast this week, probably. Finish up some of my horror comics before I decide what next month's going to bring us. Check those out. Some good podcasts. They're fun. Some great people. And you have a great rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you again in the next couple days. Have a good one.